Isn't that interesting though that you feel like you entered this next stage of your career sort of around the same time that you recognized you had burnout and you needed to have some more sustainability. I would have expected the opposite. Like, okay, I'm burnt out. I need some time away to decompress. I need to pull back a little bit. But it's interesting to hear that it's been the opposite experience for you. Welcome to Design Life, a show about design and side projects for motivated creators. My name's Charlie. And my name's Femke, and welcome to the first episode of 2024. I think it's a bit of a tradition for us on the show to talk about our goals for the year ahead. And so given it's a new year, we're going to chat a little bit about things that we're thinking about for the year, probably mostly side project related, maybe also some career related stuff and maybe some personal things as well. And if you're a regular listener of the show, you'll have noticed we've been a little quiet lately. I think it's been a few months since we released an episode, but we're back here for 2024. We're excited to share a bit with you what's on our minds for the year ahead. But before we get into it, Charlie... It's been a couple months. How are you going? Yeah, it has been. And I feel like the check-in today is very much going to be like intertwined with the plans for the year for both of us, I'm guessing. Normally these episodes are like, I'm outlining, here's what I want to do in Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4. And I'm like super planned. I've got big goals for the year and everything that I want to do. This year is a little bit different. I realized in October last year that I was burnt out. I honestly feel like I'd probably been in burnout for a long time before I finally accepted it and like, you know, realized I need to do something or this is not gonna get better, it's gonna get worse. And so I took three months off making videos, writing newsletters, recording podcast episodes and things like that. And it was much needed. And I've gotten into some more hobbies like playing video games and sewing, doing things that aren't design and trying to like distance myself from work a little bit. And so that will be reflected in my goals for the year too, which is going to be different, a little bit different of a way of approaching things. And I think we'll dig into like burnout and all that in a future episode to go deep on it. But yes, that is what I've been up to is trying to rest, trying to distance myself from work and create some sort of more of a division there. It's been going well. I wouldn't say I'm recovered, but I am in recovery. That makes sense. Yeah, totally. It can be really hard to recognize that you need to change things up. So good on you for getting to that point. And I'm glad to hear you've been spending your time doing some things other than design and work and career related stuff lately. That must feel very refreshing. And I know you have also been taking some time off from business related things, but for a very different reason. (laughs) A very different reason. Yeah, cat's out of the bag now. Uh, If you haven't been following me on Twitter or Instagram, news alert is that I recently had a baby. Also in October, actually. So we both had some pivoting moments in October. Yes, my partner and I, Owen, welcomed our daughter into the world in October. So I feel like when I reflect on 2023, I just feel like I was pregnant the whole year. Well, you almost were. I guess. <laughs> yeah, my 2023 reflection is just like being pregnant. Yeah, if you were at Config, I was like 20 weeks pregnant. If you came to our meetup, yeah, I was also 20 weeks pregnant about at that point, trying very hard to hide it. But yeah, it's been really great. So I've been on maternity leave since October, since she came and uh, will be for the rest of this year. I live in Canada. We have you know pretty great maternity benefits. So my 2024 is going to be very, very different. It's like very life changing for me. And I'm sure I'll share more about sort of my plans and what I'm planning to do this year as we get into the show. This is what I think is so cool about us having done this podcast for so many years is that and I know we've said this all the time, but it truly is us reflecting throughout our careers and all the different changes that we've been through in them 
careers and lives and countries and now you've got a baby girl and I know it's wild so I'm excited to hear about what you're planning you know with this new life situation in mind and what you might be wanting to do for your side projects while being a mom let's get into it I guess yeah, let's do it. I'm curious to hear a little bit about your plans, given, you know, you had this recent burnout, you've been adopting some new hobbies, it sounds like. So when you look ahead for the year, how are you thinking about your side projects and balancing that with some of your new hobbies, which also I'd love to hear more about. Okay, well, do you ever do fam like a, I don't know, like a word of the year thing? Is that something that you've done in the past? Oh, I'm not much of a word of the year person, but I, I know of this concept. I know that, you know, for some people they do this. I'm not so much into it that I like hold it true for everything and I place a lot of value in it, but I do think it's useful to sort of think about like, okay, if I wanted to sum the year up in a word, like what I want it to be, that's what I started thinking about. And the word that came to mind for me was sustainable. And I want to be able to continue work on my side project, on my like design content creation business this year. I want to be able to pick it back up again, but I want the way I approach it to be more sustainable mm -hmm. than it has been in the past. I've been making YouTube videos for 10 years years now it's 10 years and so oh my gosh it was 10 years in october wow charlie congrats that's a long time to be doing any one thing and i know i've had like changes throughout that time and exactly what i'm making videos about and my schedule and all of that but it probably was time for like a bit of a break anyway even if i hadn't reached a point of burnout oh, wow mm-hmm and I know that I want to keep making videos. I know that I want to keep making content, keep writing, keep working on projects like writing a book, making a course, maybe like hosting workshops. But I want the way I do it to be fun because I realize that this business that I'm working on is optional. No one's forcing me to do it. And I think I feel a lot of pressure from looking around at other content creators and what they're doing and feeling like if they can do it, I should be able to do it too. But everyone has different energy levels and if they have to give different energy levels to their job, sometimes people are working on their content business full-time. So I absolutely should not be comparing myself to them. But I just feel like this year I need to figure out how to break away from that and build a business that works for me. Even if that means earning a lot less, taking this break, spoiler alert, when we get into an income report later in the year, I think it cost me eight to 10,000 pounds probably to take a break for the past three months. Like not that I literally paid that money, but that's like lost revenue in sponsorships and running mentoring services and running workshops. So that kind of hurts a little bit, but I'm trying not to see it that way. It's like, that was never my money to begin with because I needed to take a break. And at the end of the day, even though I find generating income kind of like a fun habit to build, my job covers my bills. And so I shouldn't put extra pressure on myself to burn myself out mm -hmm. to earn money on the side when I don't need to. I want to, I enjoy it, but I need to find ways to do it that is more sustainable. So that word being sustainable, that's my overarching theme for the year of what I want to build. And I'm curious, have you tried to sort of define what sustainability means or looks like for you? Like, because mm. I don't know, I, I'm sure you're like me, you find it so easy to just be like one more thing or like shiny object syndrome, like I can throw this in, I can do it, yep. I can add yep. this on. So how do you kind of like draw that line? I think it's going to be a process of figuring it out exactly what it looks like in mm -hmm. practice, but mostly I want it to be based on the feeling. Like I don't ever want to feel dread when I sit down to write a newsletter or have to like arrange to get a video live, which is how I was feeling earlier in 2023. I was feeling like those were obligations and like pressure and like things I had to do. And we get enough pressure in our day jobs in tech, even if they are great jobs. And I do believe I have a really great job. There is pressure, there is stress, and I do not need to be adding more 
<laughs> onto that for myself. Yeah, exactly. So it's going to be about that feeling of like, okay, how can I do these things, but in a way that doesn't feel pressure and that feels fun and enjoyable so that I actually want to do them and not that I feel like I have to do them. That feeling of obligation that I'll be trying to avoid. And I think it'll probably look like definitely a reduction in a video and newsletter posting schedule. Yeah. Like you'll be lucky if you hear from me once a month on YouTube, <laughs> once a month in your inbox. If I do that, then I'm probably having a great year. Um, and if I don't, that means that I tried and I needed some more recovery and I'm just gonna honor that and not apologize for missing a schedule, which I know is like a terrible way to build an audience because everything is about consistency. <laughs> But that doesn't always have to be the goal, right? Exactly. Like you already have an audience and, you know, maybe your goal is different than just building it. Yeah, exactly. My goal, I think, just needs to be to create. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I'm going to be aiming for with sustainable. And also I'm trying to maybe put out one more digital product because what was really cool actually about taking a break is that even though there was a severe loss in like sponsorship and service income, I did still have digital product sales the whole time. And maybe it was like 600 pounds worth of sales came through in that time. But I was like, still, I didn't lift a finger, didn't promote my products. (laughs) Sales just happened. Yeah, that passive income. Uh, And so that was nice. And I would like to build up more chances for that to happen. Okay. Yeah, that was going to be one of my questions of if there is anything new you want to add or build this year. And it, I mean, I'm guessing you're sort of trying to build up a sort of sustainable passive income kind of stream. So that would make sense. Yeah. And actually, though, <laughs> speaking of things new and not repeatable at all, one new thing I am going to do this year is host an in-person version of my personal brand workshop. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm going to New Zealand to visit my family in late March, early April. And uh, a friend of mine there has a content studio in Auckland. It's called Mackenzie Studios. It's like this beautiful place that you can rent out to take photos or host events. And I'm like, ever since she opened it, I'm like, I want to be able to use it for something. And I was just like, okay, when I'm in New Zealand, let me rent it out for an afternoon and let's run the personal brand workshop in person. Awesome. Stay tuned for that. I'll put a link in the description to uh, like a landing page. You can get notified if you're based in New Zealand and you would be interested in coming, which I know is. Yeah. In person in Auckland. Very niche, but yeah. (laughs) Cool. That's awesome. I I wish I could attend, but unfortunately I will not be in the country at that time. Unfortunately, you'll be busy with other things. Uh, Let's talk about you and what you're planning on doing in 2024 then. How, How are you thinking about your year ahead as a mom, but also as a creator? Yeah, it's a very different year for me because I'm going to be on maternity leave. So I'm sort of on a break from my day job at Gusto and pretty much being a full-time mom, I guess, for the year ahead. So number one priority is my little one. Uh, She's about three months at the time of this recording. So, you know, she still needs a lot of hands-on day-to-day care. It it really does feel like a 24-7 job at the moment. So thinking about side projects and growing my side business. It's it's a bit different for me this year. So I know that a few things I definitely want to do is run the course. The course I have, Product Strategy for Designers. I ran two cohorts last year. This year I'm aiming to run at least three, maybe four. I might do it once a quarter. We'll see. It's currently open for enrollment actually until Jan 26th. So probably closed by the time this episode goes out, but I'm going to be doing the first cohort throughout the month of February. Yeah, that's kind of my like main bread and butter I think of what I'm going to focus on this year is is running the course things like my newsletter in my community kind of run on autopilot these days I have you know some freelancers that help me run both of those things so those things will continue to operate as they currently do 
And then I guess I'm not planning to do or focus much on like growth or creating new products this year. I think instead what I really want to focus on is maybe sort of optimizing and automating as much as I can what I currently have. When I think about and and look at sort of all the different products and services I offer, they're very kind of in their own silos. Like you come here to do the course, you go over there to join the community. And I've been thinking about how can I kind of bundle some of these offers or create more value by giving away more existing things I already have, but in a more kind of packaged value offer. So I don't know, something I'm thinking about is a cheaper version of the course but that would just be lesson videos only. Mm. So not a live cohort. There's no live streams. No like live reviews of work or anything like that. But yeah. Right, right. However, you can get access to the lesson videos and kind of do it individually in your own time. Uh, So that's something I'm thinking about. I'm also thinking about like bundling the community Mm. on top of the course. So, you know, buy the course and a year membership to the community for maybe a cheaper rate. So yeah, just kind of thinking about more sales stuff, I guess, now that I come to think of it and optimizing all of that and creating some more strategic sort of funnels, I guess, probably through ConvertKit mostly with my email campaigns. So yeah, that's kind of what I think about for the year ahead. I like that. I've actually been thinking about that too, you know, given how nice it's been to have a few digital product sales come through while I haven't been focused on content creation. I started thinking about, okay, what could I set up? Like what's the lightest weight way I could set up an automation or a sequence to pitch products to people on a more regular basis. So I'm not just relying on them, discovering them on my website or like an old social media post. Definitely been thinking about that too. I think that would be good for both of us to get set up. No, totally. Like at the moment, for example, when you join my community, you get one email that's like, welcome to the community. And then that's it. Like I don't ever send out anything else. There's no like trying to offer more value and promote my other products. So yeah, I think there's some more strategic things I probably could be setting up there to automate. And you mentioned sort of YouTube a little bit briefly. I unintentionally kind of took a break from YouTube most of last year. I think the last intentional like long form video that I uploaded was in February of 2023. I didn't realize that was going to be my last video. Just other things took priority. My pregnancy being a big one. And so this year, 24, I I do really want to get into recreating content back on YouTube. I don't know if I'm naive thinking I have time to do that with a little one, but it's something that I feel like I've been building up a lot of ideas for videos over the last year. And now I feel like I have the energy. I feel a bit more like myself again to, to actually sit down and make some videos. So I don't know if I'll be uploading as regularly as last year. I think if I get one out a month from February onwards, I would feel pretty good about it. Nice. We're both in the one a month video club then as a name. (laughs) It's so much work. It's so much work. Yeah. Speaking of being so much work. So something else that I think I need to do this year differently in my side projects is actually outsource less. Less. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Tell me more. So I had a VA who was wonderful. You know, she would work with me on uploading content and any sort of admin tasks, writing some Instagram captions, whatever I needed. But she was on a monthly retainer and I definitely felt pressure to make sure that I was making use of the hours uh, and making sure that, okay, she's on retainer to do X number of videos per month. I've got to make sure I've made that many videos for her to have the work to do. Otherwise, I'm just, you know, throwing money down the drain. That definitely 
put pressure on me, I think. And so I don't want to do that again. I think that I would still like to outsource video editing on like an ad hoc basis, but that I'm probably going to handle more of the admin myself just because then I don't have someone else relying on me or like waiting on me and that I can just simplify my business a little bit more. I always find it difficult to figure out what do I outsource and what do I do myself? I don't know. Sometimes I feel like, oh, I can just get it done more quickly if I just do it myself, right? But then I'm doing it myself every week, right? Rather than like taking the time to teach someone and then I never have to do it again. I feel like that a little bit sometimes where I could make my life a lot easier if I did outsource a little bit more of some of the stuff that I'm doing, especially now that I have a little one and have much less free time. Embracing outsourcing more things, I think I'm a bit the opposite of you. I think I could do more of it rather than trying to take all of it upon myself. I think for me, part of my like reason that I want to do things a little bit more myself this year as well is that I manage a lot of people at work. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I just need to have some things that I can just do fully myself from start to finish. That you have control over, yeah. And I don't need to get anyone else involved. That actually sounds quite nice to be a bit more hands-on in that way. We'll see, maybe I'll change my mind partway through the year and I'm like, okay, I'm sick of adding tags to YouTube videos or whatever, um, but hey. <laughs> But maybe you'll have more energy to do that if you are embracing that more like healthy balance and like more sustainable workload. So yeah, you might surprise yourself. That is the hope. That is the hope. Yeah. One thing I want to address also, because I don't know, maybe some people won't ask, but I have had people ask me in person about my book and how Ah. that's going. And actually, maybe this can shift into talking about career goals and things for 2024 as well. I feel like I am in major period of career growth at the moment. I feel like I am finally operating as a creative director and not just as a manager managing the brand studio team. I don't know how how to describe the difference. I feel like over the past few months in particular, I had a big impact on our company strategy for 2024. I was able to like give good feedback, contribute my own ideas. There's a big project that we're working on this year to like evolve our brand. And obviously as creative director, I'm leading that. And that is really like stretching my skills and I'm getting to do brand new things. And I know it's gonna be something that has a big impact on the company, takes us to a new level. And as part of that, cause I'm taking on this like big strategy piece, I've been forced to like get out of the weeds on a lot of the stuff that I was very much in the weeds of before. And that's been really fun. And I felt like quite powerful in a way in, in doing it. And I'm like, okay, this is what it can feel like to be operating as a creative director. Circling back to the book, I think that's changed what I want to write about in my book a little bit. I was previously making it quite process driven and it was very much about like the process for creating good marketing assets. But I think that I'm currently in in a stage of completely changing up my process and of like the way we do things. We're being much more systems oriented and just, yeah, the way we're producing work is completely different from how we produced work when I started writing the book. Interesting. And so I don't think process is valid thing for me to write about anymore because I'm still in the process of figuring out the new process. So instead, I think I want to focus any writing time that I do on a book this year on the fundamentals and like strategy behind creating great marketing assets, which can apply no matter the process, no matter if it came from a system, came from like using some automated templated thing or whether you did it all but bespoke, the strategy behind what you're trying to communicate visually, it remains the same, right? Yeah. And so that's how I'm starting to think about that now. But given the goal of sustainability, I'm not putting any pressure on myself to finish this anytime soon. Please keep asking about it, everybody, but please don't expect it to be on your bookshelf. Yeah. (laughs) Isn't that interesting, though, that you 
feel like you entered this next stage of your career sort of around the same time that you recognized you had burnout and you needed to have some more sustainability. That's so interesting. I feel like I would have expected the opposite. Like, okay, I'm burnt out. I need some time away to decompress. I need to pull back a little bit. But it's interesting to hear that it's been the opposite experience for you. Yes. And I think we should dig into that more in a specific burnout episode. But the timing has been very interesting. I agree um, with that. Another thing, though, that I started doing in my break from side projects. So I had booked a yoga retreat in November that I had planned to use as part like yoga retreat and then use the downtime for writing. It was going to be like a book writing retreat for me, but I was in business break and I was like, okay, I definitely know that I don't want to work on the marketing design book right now. I want to continue to like rest. But instead during that yoga retreat, I spent some time doing more creative fiction writing. Wow. And that was really fun. Yep. I just like, I read a lot of fiction books and I'm like, I would love to read a book about that's like set in the tech world, maybe even design and engineering and tech. I don't know. I just think it'd be fun. And so I started writing a little story and there were some characters in my head and I just started seeing what came out. Wow. And so, yeah, that was fun. And I feel like that's the sort of thing I want to pursue this year is just like things that I'm interested in. So the sewing, like we already talked about, I've got a long list of like things that I want to make and like want to learn how to do with my sewing machine. And then I just want to pursue other interests as well when they strike. Maybe more writing, maybe it's something completely different. Like maybe I get into, I don't know, I'm trying to think of what would be the weirdest thing that you could imagine me coming to you and be like, Femme, I started doing this. (laughs) Oh my gosh, what would be the weirdest thing? I don't know, something to do with cooking, I feel, because I yeah. feel like cooking is not like your <laughs> not favorite your thing, not your favorite thing to do. Yeah. Like I'm opening a restaurant. I'd be like, really? Yep, that would be very surprising. That's a great example. But hey, if that inspiration struck, I would follow it. Nice. Yeah, I love that. I, I love that you're giving yourself that space to like, oh, if I've got an interest, I'm just gonna try it. I don't know, I feel like in the past we've both been very strategic about oh is this worth investing my time in or what am I going to get out of this what's the value of doing this thing and you know things like hobbies don't always need to have such a intrinsic value so I, I like that you're giving yourself that space we're both motivated people right and that's what we start the show with is like motivated creators and so it's been interesting to think about what motivation looks like when applied to something that isn't work or a side project that's like a business and I've noticed in completing my first dress project I felt so motivated and I was learning and I was trying to do things right redoing things if I got them wrong and applying the same sort of like approach that I take to my work but to something that didn't use a screen that has nobody waiting to see it no money coming at the end of it you're not there to impress anyone exactly just myself I was there to impress myself (laughs) yeah isn't it fun to be in that learning zone again yeah it is cool yep I've really enjoyed that with pottery which is something I've been doing for just over a year also like mountain biking I think I talked a little bit about that last year like getting into that and learning that which admittedly I've had a bit of a break from because I was pregnant but something I want to get back into this year kind of fun to be in that learning mindset again and be a beginner and also I really enjoy creating something away from a screen whether it's like my pottery I also enjoy doing candle making now and then I've told my partner my future dream is to have like a studio space on my property somewhere just for whatever creative things just a creative space I've got my pottery my candles my sewing machine maybe a little kitchenette or something and just like make stuff and just create that's like really my dream to be in the space in my life when I can be able to do that someday we'll see I love that 
Have you found beginner learning things that sort of vibe from being a mum as well? Ah, interesting. Now being a mum, I'm also discovering new spaces or opportunities to be creative. I've also been sewing a little bit. I made some like little baby pants for her. So cute. So I might keep doing that. I've been trying knitting, but it's been really challenging for me. I find the sewing a lot easier than knitting. I, I get too frustrated. Yeah, also just like creating space for her like to play or to learn or it's it's interesting having a child. You really start to see everything through a child's eye. Yeah, some of that might come a little bit from that. But I think previously a lot of it came from just wanting to create and do stuff away from the screen and make things with my own hands, I think was the initial motivator of like, okay, I need a new hobby. I need to learn something new and, and be creative in a different way sometimes. Is there a new hobby that you want to take up in 2024? Is there anything that's been on your mind? Ooh, a new hobby. I mean, the sewing is still quite new to me as well. So we'll see how that goes. I think it could be cool if I get into that and start making her a lot of baby clothes. Could be quite cute. Very cute. Yeah, I don't know. I think, ask me again in a few months. I think I'm still kind of discovering, especially with her, what things I can do while she's in my care and like what things I can do that might also benefit her. So we're still learning at this phase. Yeah, that's fair enough. And the sewing is fun that we, we didn't talk about this, no. but we both got into, into Separately, it Separately somehow. Time. Yeah. For me, it came because my mum has been visiting and my mum had some sewing projects she wanted to keep doing while she was visiting. So I, I got a sewing machine and I've been like watching her and I'm like, can I try? So she's kind of been teaching me, which has been really fun as well. That's cool. That's very cool. But yeah, I'm planning on doing a lot more sewing this year also. Making some more dresses. Maybe like the end goal would be to be able to make my own pair of jeans. Oh, jeans. Because it is so hard to find jeans that fit. Yes. Or that are in a color that I want. I just want a nice pair of pink jeans that fit me. And it is impossible to find. Jeans, yeah. Honestly, I, I don't really wear jeans these days anymore because they are so hard to find in the perfect fit and therefore they're so uncomfortable and I just don't like wearing them. Yes. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> So you're taking the whole of 2024. You won't be back at work as design manager. Indeed, I am. You know, I won't lie. It has made me think like, how is this going to affect my content and what I'm teaching if I'm not actively practicing in the day to day right now? Well, maybe you aren't right now, but you have for many years and you still have that knowledge. I mean, yes, yes, for sure. The knowledge is not gone, but yeah, it'll be interesting, I think, because a lot of my content is based on like current experiences or things that have happened to me at the time and that won't necessarily be happening anymore. So I might have to dig a bit deeper or maybe I'll get inspired in other ways. I think we'll sort of have to wait to find out. Yeah. And I'm sure that that will show up in this show as well, right? Definitely. Yep. Because this show is us talking about yep. our careers and things that are happening at work. And so maybe just the perspective that you're going to bring to these episodes this year is more from your yep. own business. Or, you know, maybe um, there'll be a topic where you can pull from a, an experience that happened last year at work or something like that. Totally. Yeah. So it's going to be a very different year for me, but I'm looking forward to it. I think, yeah, it's going to be a different year for us both and a different year for this show. And yeah. Thanks for sticking with us. I think as I look back at our number of episodes we've produced last year, you can tell we're both just like going through some things. <laughs> <laughs> we're going through something. Yeah. But thank you to everyone who is, you know, stuck around and is still listening. We appreciate you. In particular, I feel like now when we record these episodes, I can imagine people listening more ever since we did our meetup at Config. Yeah. Now there's like faces behind the, the listeners. Yeah. Yep. 
Exactly, which is really cool. So yeah, thank you everyone for listening and I hope that everyone has a good 2024 ahead. If you have a suggestion for a topic you'd like us to talk about on the show, we always welcome topics. You can tweet us at designlifefm or send us an email. Hello at designlife.fm. Yes, especially if anything we like mentioned in this quite rambly 2024 discussion that you want to see us dig in on more or maybe that you've been experiencing too, we'd love to hear about it. Is it just us or is everyone else in a period of change at the moment too? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And I feel like the, the market just keeps getting crazier and crazier. I'm sure we can spend a whole episode talking about that as well. <laughs> yes. Oof. Yeah, really. Who knows what is in store for the design industry in 2024, but we will see and we'll talk about it together and with you all uh, in the year ahead. Have a good rest of your week and we'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye.